Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of uh, Clear Talk. Today, I have with me Brad Malone, uh, managing partner at uh, Navigate Management Consulting. Brad, thanks for joining me. Thanks. Happy to be here. So you and I get into various discussion around project management and and talking to PMO uh, as a whole. Um, you know, what are some of the common uh, project management challenges that uh, that you see out there? Well, I, I mean, I see a bunch. So I'm I'm uh, wearing my Avixa shirt, so I'm looking forward to going to Invocom and, and training their uh, their project managers. But um, the first is the the recovering technician made into a PM, and they're they're looking at today's tasks in an often reactive, heroic fashion. So I think a major problem is lack of planning and lack of understanding the dependencies that occur throughout a project. So really holding that long-term, which in this industry could be a month or two months out, what are all the milestones that are out there? What are all the dependencies? Who are all the people who could mess with me? Versus, you know, this morning finding out that the site wasn't ready for my guys when they showed up. So it's, I think that that's a huge piece is just learning how to plan, uh, learning how to confront reality when it doesn't match the plan. And I think that uh, that's a huge piece in this industry is being reactive to it or being held hostage to the circumstances versus molding and shaping the circumstances. So I know the industry has always kind of uh, uh, taken a backseat in terms of the project management. It's it, the whole concept of proactive management is it's yes. kind of a new thing. And it's, it's much easier to just say, hey, you know, this experienced technician, they know what happens, throw them in, the, in, in right. that seat. What do you think needs to change in terms of that, that, that principle mindset to change to say, you know what, instead of going from reactive, how do we deal with the proactive? How do we shift that, that, that ship? Well, and as I, I teach not only for, you know, in this industry, but in any industry, projects are everything around the solution. So from that tech perspective, they're, they're really good at installing the solution in that room, but it's all the other trades that get in the way. And it's, it's thinking of a project as a journey versus a deliverable. And it's getting people to understand risks and dependencies and milestones. And I work with so many companies to make sure that they put their client milestones into their scopes of work. Because it's not the if left alone, the AV integration company could manage a project very well inside its vacuum. But we don't get that opportunity. So the PM has to and teach an, an honor and respect that they got to get their eyes up and out. As opposed to, it's not technical, it's coordination. It's managing risk. It's managing dependencies. And getting people to think that way and versus that heroic, I got my tool belt on just in case. Because I think a lot of companies still reward heroism versus rewarding planning. Right. So you, you talked about uh, scopes of uh, work. Yep. How, how does that play into part when it comes to you know, goals and success criteria of the project and the planning and the risk management of the, of the well, project? Because that all goes back to the challenges and deja vu because yep. we don't do it. 
Well, and, and it's the mature companies do it well. And the mature companies know that there's a distinction between the solution that the client is after. Why do they want this room? And that's distinguished against the bill of materials. What are we going to put in it? So the least mature companies would call a scope of work a bill of materials. A more mature company would start to put in an executive summary with some use case or some conditions of satisfaction or some scenario that says the client wanted this because of X, Y, and Z. The most mature company would then sell that solution inside of a project. And so we have a life cycle. We've got kickoff meetings. We've got client coordination meetings. We've got submittals. We have to have submittals returned to us. We have to have room ready. We have to have the ISP up. We have to have the WAP up. All those interdependencies need to also be written in the scope of work because, again, it's a scope of work, not a scope of deliverable. And so it's, it's shifting that whole paradigm uh, and then building common sense. And so the, I always try and look at the, a good project manager is looking up and out of the project at least 50% of the time, if not more. Because if they're down in the solution, they're not managing that project. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and, and I find that common as well is because not having that really good scope of work with your risks and assumptions Absolutely. and use cases you're not able to adequately manage the project from proactive standpoint or rather it be budget or either the client accountability, engineering accountability. None of that is, is really. Well, I'm going in with, with power of personality and heroism. Right. And the more I do that without change orders. And I mean, you're a master at, at solutions 360s to 360 tool. And I, I'm sure you see the same thing inside of the tool. People, you know, we can talk a little bit about that. People don't schedule. People don't uh, request equipment or release it. People don't do internal change orders. So at the end of the day, we have this, a miracle occurred. How much did that miracle cost? <laughs> you know, and, and then if, it, if we show that it didn't cost anything, people just expect more miracles. Right. And so it's, uh, it's part of that. And, I, and I'll switch it back to you. Where do you see the challenges from? not only a tool perspective, but also a process perspective. Again, scopes of work are definitely one of those that we both share and see. Yeah. Yeah. From a, you know, from process perspective, I definitely end the tool perspective because it kind of goes hand in hand. I, exactly. I see um, several different challenges and, and where people kind of miss the boat on them almost all the time is not understanding the environment and the variables that they deal with, like uh, equipment scheduling. A week we've released a schedule, but did you release it on time? Well, exactly. I need it next month. But the project management part of a proactive project management planning standpoint is like, well, I should order request this stuff much earlier, not a week later uh, or prior to or two days prior to. And, and that's just not happening. So that creates a whole load of other drama on site. Well, it's a site ready. Well, like we can get the guys out there and then creates another nightmare in terms of planning. The other, uh, other part that I find that people, uh, you know, one, one of the most expensive resources we have is labor and, yep. and, and, you know, managing the labor. And I find that is very poorly managed because we just kind of throw in people where they need to go and where we find out where they need to go the night before. There is very little scheduled negotiation happening. So we can look at 
and that has to be driven by capacity and forecasting and planning. You know, it all comes back to planning, managing, and monitoring the, you know, everything around the project. When we look at the capacity as to what our resources are able to handle, what are our needs based on a project, hoping that, you know, the project managers have actually planned all that out to be able to give us that type of uh, information. But then they don't negotiate with other parties in scheduling it, negotiating with maybe different project managers to see if we can, uh, you know, reshuffle some of the project to be more effective in using our labor resources, or even better, negotiating with the contractors and the customer to say, well, can we shift a couple of things around so that we can use our resources and be better at managing that resource? I think that's one of the the major uh, element that I find that people don't tend to do. It's just right. like let's let's hurry up and get it done. Um, and then the other side, you know, is is the um, uh, is the handoff. You know, we we executed the project. I'm done. Last five minutes, not my problem. I'm going to go move on to another project, and I'm going right. to let. And it, the the tail end of the project is just way too long. Then the the customer care or the the support team uh, ends up uh, taking the the brunt the work off it of trying to finish that last five percent of the project. And, and that, that I find to be a very recurring thing that happens all the time. It's that like last 5% of the project, it just drags on for a while. Well, and that, on that? well many cus- uh, companies are, they'll call themselves project driven, which is fine. If you look at the labor pool, 60, 70% of their labor pool is associated with projects. But the one that makes them the most profit is service. And so the customer, the clients, the integrators that do this best see service as their customer, just as important as the end client. Right. And that's a, a paradigm shift also, is that the project is transitory. It's going to be a month to a year long. But that service department, I want them sticky for the next 10 years. Right. So I think it's it's learning the, that the project is just a vehicle to get us into service, as opposed to it's this heroic technical conversation that we want to throw people into. Um, so there's, there's lots of challenges. What, uh, uh, what I look forward to is I'd love to, to come back and let's, let's do another one on just the deja vu of deja vu of project problems. Right. And it, you know, it, uh, you know, speaking to a lot of the uh, the business owners and executives at integrators, you know, a lot of people will also have the mindset to say project is a necessary evil to get to service. Exactly. But did I set service up for success? And like you said, that last 5%, you know, did we ring the doorbell and run? Right. And when service looks embarrassed or not knowledgeable, I just killed my brand. Yeah. And and that's that whole, again, it's it's... Project management is a profession that not only it's a role, but it's a company philosophy. And I think those that do it well own it from throughout the company, from executives to sales to the PM role. But everyone knows that it's like going, that's that's our place to shine versus that's our place where we're heroic. Well, Brad, thanks for joining me. And I think, uh, you know, it's really exciting to see how the industry is really starting to uh, shift towards uh, managing and 
and shifting towards proactive project management. Exactly. That's, that's building, you know, that's really building the customer relationship uh, from the, uh, you know, starting point. The inception of the relationship is the project. So I'm really excited to see the, the industry shifting and uh, we'll continue working and, uh, and uh, with all the integrators and, you know, work on building their project department. Great. Thanks, Tofi. Thanks, Brad.